But ultimately speaking, happy MLK Day. Happy MLK Day to you, Caleb. Yes, and I know this is going to come out, like, way after it, so... (laughs) Happy MLK belated to everyone else. Actually, this might actually come out during um, February, which is, you know, History Month. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Um, I didn't even think about it. When does Valentine's Day fall on? Does it fall on a Wednesday? It does it? That would be actually pretty. Let me let me look That'd this up. That'd be kind of funny. That'd be that'd be pretty legit. I don't think so. It's looking like Valentine's Day is a Monday. Okay. Monday, I just Monday. I just couldn't recall. I just couldn't recall what I just couldn't recall what day of the week it was. So, um, actually, there's a lot that I couldn't recall for a while. And that is due to literally <laughs> two days or one day after New Year's, I ended up getting a groin injury, a groin muscle injury. Yeah. Tell, tell <laughs> us about how that happened, huh? Oh, oh. <laughs> it sounds like it could be spicy, but it's not. Um, so right after New Year's, uh, me and a bunch of friends, we ended up having a gift exchanged, and we would we thought it'd be a great idea to also set it up for a hike day as well because um me and a handful of my really close friends down here in la um we actually really like hiking um well it's hard not to like hiking like california is absolutely beautiful in a lot of places no no that's yeah it's true um we didn't do a super special hike um we ended up going to Griffith Park. It's just a really giant, big hill with a ton of different hiking trails, and a lot of them attached. So, like, if you ever look at the sign, it's like, oh, 0.5 miles to do this part of the hike, and once you get to that part of the, once you get to the end of that part, it's like you can either go left or you can go right because you know this is LA, so it's like, yeah. You could go whichever way you want. The sky's the limit. So, um, so we did that, and I guess either I when I stretched beforehand, or during the actual hike. I think it's when it was actually during the hike. I guess I pulled a muscle in my groin, and it hurt like a bitch. I was literally immovable for like f- almost a week. It was so bad, like. Um, it sucked being in bed. It made me feel like I was having COVID all over again. Um, which so did really you have sucked, like, by the way. like COVID flashbacks, like of being be- like bed, like struck in and like feeling like death was like knocking on your door repeatedly. Or was it like a little bit better than that? Cause you could actually breathe. I mean, hear me out after that hike. I actually, because uh, for a lot of people who don't know, I actually got COVID before the vaccines. I got COVID 2020, uh, November of 2020. And um, I do have pre-existing conditions that um, actually they carry over into the podcast. I didn't realize after listening for a while that you could hear like my breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't trying, realize I've been how, trying to remove that. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how bad it was. Um, but yeah, one of the biggest things was that um, I had ten days of hell. Um, ten days of hell where I got the 
typical symptoms. I actually end up having muscle soreness. I used to walk and run to work, run back home from work, which was about 3.3 miles. So it wouldn't be that bad. An hour and a half walk or a 45 minute jog. And after the first mile walking, um, I was completely like gassed, like had a hard time breathing as if I ran a marathon. Um, and it was just, I was like, why do I feel so sore and feel so weak? Um, it was so, it was almost as bad that I almost called somebody to pick me up, to take me home. Um, that first day, that first day that I had symptoms, um, after that day, I ended up getting the cough. Mm-hmm. And then I started having breathing problems. So yeah, yeah. Mo- most of my pre-existing conditions are breathing problems. Um, as big and burly as I am, and as strong as my lungs are when it comes to singing, they are highly susceptible. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, it's a little yeah. bit different. Like when you're singing, you're actually talking about volume over pressure. When you're right, talking about right. breathing, it's total volume over mass, which yeah. is a, a little bit different. Like. To be able to modulate the amount of, like, actual air going out of your lungs at any given time, it actually changes, like, pressure and it changes resonance. And you're also changing where your voice is coming out when you're singing because anyone who has any sort of, like, vocal background will tell you where you form your words changes everything about the way the word sounds. Um, Yeah, so... Right. With your... You have, like, a little bit of sports medicine background, too, don't you? Mm-hmm. I do. So, like, when you're thinking about that, were you thinking about, like, my O2 max dropped, like, a crazy amount? Or were you thinking more, like, uh, I don't know. I, I just think in science all the time. So whenever I think, <laughs> like, I would overanalyze the livingness, and I was like, oh, my gosh, my O2 max is, like, way lower than it normally is. Or I would be thinking something along the lines of, like, Ah, I guess I'm not getting enough oxygen to process the lactic acid out of my body. This is why my muscles hurt so much. Like, <laughs> I, I would, like I don't know. Somewhere between like the magic school bus and um, uh, like how it's made or something like that is right. where my brain ends up whenever I'm trying to like self-diagnose. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. Please don't ask me for medical <laughs> opinions. Um, what do you call it? Um, I did notice. Um, cause I was like, I did notice something. I didn't go along the lengths of like going deep diving into like O2 patterns and how much oxygen was actually getting through. But I did notice that I was like, um, I'm breathing the same, but it does not feel the same at that point in time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, and this was okay. before like a rattling cough where you could obviously tell yeah, there yeah, was yeah. like fluid in your lungs. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, and then right after that, once I started getting the coughing, um, because I did actually, I did a lot of research into COVID, um, when it first came out, like I started chasing it or like literally, uh, January, like second or third of 2020. So, you know, while everyone was talking about fucking Tiger King, I was, uh, (laughs) I was chasing this virus and, and following it and, um, so that's a whole different story. But going back to me, when it comes to the symptoms and whatnot, once I got that cough, um, one of the big biggest things was breathing because um, 
a lot of people who end up getting that cough and end up damaging their lungs. So mm-hmm. um, it's not dissimilar from whooping cough, which is right. Like just terrible for your lungs, terrible for your vocal folds or cords, depending on who you ask. They're actually yep. like folds, but like vocal folds. Um, and yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what ended up happening was that because I knew that was the case, I literally forced my body to change its breathing pattern to short intermittent breaths, which reduced my coughing immensely. And the only, the biggest issue with that is, you know, you are continually being active, trying not to cough. And by doing so, it was short, shallow breaths. And that was basically me for 10 almost 10 days straight and having that type of control is huge but like i would imagine after 10 days of doing it it became a a tertiary nature not second nature but tertiary so that in the event that you do get again you know exactly how to handle yourself because unfortunately this is one of those things that um, according to several medical professionals that are not me, I have heard it. This might become commonplace, and it might be become something similar to the way we treat the seasonal flu. Now, do not take that as medical advice, dude. Like, <laughs> no, no, talk to your doctor. Anyway, yeah, but yeah. So basically. The reason being was that any time that I took any normal breaths or like any deep breaths that caused the cough, because um, like you think in science, I to an extent during that 10 days of hell, I was also experimenting on myself on seeing what the limitations were. Am I getting better? Because I was always mentally checking myself and mm-hmm. sleep was pretty much non-existent because I was monitoring myself. Um, um but I did notice that one of the biggest things was that whenever I did a normal inhale or, you know, took a deep breath, the way that it would feel inside my lungs was as if for those who have smoked or use vapes or whatever, um, that menthol, it feels like that mintiness that you get when you breathe in and except the the pain that comes from it that's why a lot of people like menthols or like the mint flavors is because of that little gust of quote-unquote coolness it's it's for a tingle, smoking it's not sort of yeah yeah for smoking it's not what it is it's fiberglass ripping through your capillaries in your lungs and exposing you to um exposing your lungs to the air which is the reason why you feel the way you feel um mm, for me no it was a yeah for me it was about 20 times harsher than that it was sharper than that so anytime that i took a deep inhale it was that minty feeling but also felt like getting stabbed in the lungs Um, so instead of like a fiberglass fiber you're talking about like an entire (laughs) pink panther insulation being shoved down your throat yeah pretty much um so it was bad and to be honest i should have been hospitalized Um, but I was very stubborn and told myself that I could beat this or I could fight it. And to be fair to to yourself, as of right now, as of the time that you were going through this, the, Mm -hmm. everyone was being told that we didn't have anything yet. 
to treat it, to right. help with the symptoms, to make things easier on anyone. Everyone was told this is too new. We're working on stuff. It, it just, it wasn't, there was nothing complete yet. No, nothing was there, like, and to get into any yeah. of the studies where they were actually trying to resolve the issues, the best they could do was, like, people were being told, and, like, with life-threatening cases of this, people were being told to go home and get rest. And, like, that's all yeah. they were being told. And right. Obviously, is like, social distance, you know, wear a mask, don't, don't hang out with people you don't already, who aren't already in your inner circle of people. Mm. Like, they, they were trying to... By trying to stop the spread, unfortunately, they alienated a lot of people away from um, getting the help that they more than likely would have needed to have a better outcome at the end of it. But yeah. I I'm I honestly have no way of... It's in the past, and mm-hmm. I have no power to change that, nor do I think I would want to try to throw my hat in that ring because people far more learned than I have tried and this is where we're at in the world yeah yeah um but yeah i mean even at the time even if i were to go to hospital like there would literally be nothing that anyone could have done um i I mean did you have the the fever symptoms or were you also or besides the uh the the basic cough and everything body soreness were you also experiencing some of like the tertiary side effects being like hyper hot or hyper cold or a- any of the like smaller, less common side effects. Did you, did you notice um, anything extra special about your case? Um, for the most part. Yeah. I ended up having like the super hot for a little bit, but I already beat that by the time that I felt that I should have probably like at that point I was like, you know what? I should probably go to the hospital. This was like, day five or six when i was like so so at the height of your fever point you were so (laughs) determined that that you convinced yourself you didn't need to go to the hospital until after you probably should have gone to the hospital Well, pretty much this is why fever brain is never a good thing you never want to try to like make life decisions with fever brain but at the same time too because like you know how i told you i was monitoring myself Mm-hmm. Um, after so it ramped up from day two to day three and a half that the symptoms were just like fuck you Jay we're gonna hit you full blast and you know I was miserable and then after that from day four to seven um, it was all the same like nothing got better but nothing got worse. And that's where that contemplation came from. Where I was like, I should probably go to the hospital because it hasn't gotten worse, but it hasn't gotten better. And yeah, it was the- but like not getting better is your new baseline at that right. point. Because right. you, you like, I can only imagine how many hours of continuous consciousness you actually had because technically speaking, unless you enter REM sleep, you're still semi-conscious, which is really weird to think about. But I also want to yeah. know like what... Did you have any like crazy fever dreams while your brain was, you know, stewing itself? You know what? At this point in time, I have no idea. I and this is just me in general. Like, I the, I don't even remember the last time I remember an actual dream. Um, like, yeah, most of the, most nights, all I do is close my eyes and I wake up, and that's it. I don't know anything that happened between. Um, 
maybe a nightmare if that but that's such a rarity like it's a rarity for me to remember anything once i sleep so i i can't tell you gotcha i mean that's actually not as uncommon there there are quite a few people who just straight up don't dream despite the fact that their brain does enter REM sleep and they do have mm. uh like all the like I don't know if I dream or, do, but or not that yeah uh, I mean I recommend everybody go to a sleep study whenever their insurance and everything can like cover the incredible costs of being sleep studied <laughs> uh-huh. um but you know if you have the chance to just to find out like what type of sleeper you are whether or not you get like x number of hours of sleep or what you might need to change because um there there are three things you need to be healthy like you need the right amount of exercise you need the right amount of food and you need the right amount of sleep between those three things if you have all three of them up you are going to be a healthy individual barring some extraordinary circumstances like severe genetic defects or anything like that but barring barring those types of things things that are uh, as of right now unchangeable as long as you're getting the right amount of sleep for you because not everybody needs the same amount of sleep some people only need four hours and by need i mean physically need not not like uh oh you should get eight hours of sleep no some people only physically need four hours of sleep and sleeping any longer is actually detrimental to their health um, uh, sounds like me with my six. <laughs> yeah, uh, I swear every time I get to a weekend and I sleep in, I feel worse than when I went to bed. So I really mm-hmm. need to like just get on a schedule and like keep it. But that yeah. would mean that I'm waking up like four to five hours before everyone else in my house. And I don't think they could handle that. <laughs> uh, we'll see. You know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's it's worth a shot to try, but until you actually do it, you won't know. Yeah, I won't know. Uh, ultimately speaking, though, uh, as long as you get those three things, I believe it's called the three-legged stool of fitness. Um, Jack's Blade on YouTube. Uh, shout out to him because he is a wonderful YouTuber. I don't know if you've ever seen his, like, Tough Like the Tunes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, oh, maybe I have. Maybe you yeah. showed it to me. Yeah. I, I, he is a phenomenal personal fitness person, and, uh, like, he does anime stuff. So go check him out if you, like, want to start, like, or if you ever – he does uh, Would That Work Out where he, like, builds a workout based around uh, – or, like, he analyzes from a fitness background the types of workouts that anime characters do and other people do in, like – pop culture and fiction and whatnot um so he he actually he does a lot of deep dives into that stuff so if you're ever interested but basically he he brought up this isn't his thing personally but like he this is where i learned um the three-legged stool of fitness is what it's called and that's your your diet your exercise and your sleep and depending on the type of person you are you can like kind of move the sliders on each of those three categories and as long as you're hitting the requirements for those three categories every single day you it's almost impossible for you to be unhealthy like your most people's bodies are actually designed to keep them in a certain state of health at any given Mm -hmm. time so long as they are getting the the like requirements of their body for those things so that's why i recommend um figuring out uh, if you have a dietitian or if you can uh, 
make time with one, like talk to, talk to your doctor about your allergies, uh, try to see if, uh, your insurance can cover like allergy panels, see what things like really mess you up or just like personally choosing to eat certain stuff that doesn't agree with you. I know me, like, unfortunately I can eat all the types of Asian spicy food perfectly fine. The second I start going a little bit past the, like the, like India, that's what, or like towards India, that's when things start hurting me or anywhere like South of America. So like any of the Dominican spices or Mexico spices or any of those things, those are the things that actually like tear me up inside. And for some reason, Subway, I swear to God, I'd have no idea why, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, that's where we're different. No, no, not at all. I think it's just the food in general. When you happen to have to say Subway, like even for me, I'm like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah, you know? no, but like, I can't, I can't pass up a spicy Italian, bro. It's so good. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, your spiciness and my spiciness are very different. Very I, I different. Apparently, apparently, I'm like, go- I'm like Goku tier when Goku it comes tier. to spiciness. Spicy. Yeah, no, but like, I can handle, like, I can handle wasabi fine. I can handle, like, uh, all, like, a bunch of Japanese spices just fine, like, in, in the right portions, obviously, without overpowering other things in it. It's, like, mm-hmm. the second I step out of, like, weird cultural and ethnic food groups that I am somehow related to, that's when things start hurting me. And I, I'm pretty sure I have, like, an intolerance to, you know something but uh, th- this is why i recommend like just figure out what your body likes and try to stick with what your body likes if your body likes more sleep try to get more sleep if you can if your body likes less sleep try to get less sleep if you can and just be more active during the day or change up your active your activity routine so that uh the sleep that you get is of better quality deeper sleep and um like I guess is like personal care. I somehow segued from you figuring out that COVID sucks to personal care, but yeah, yeah, just it's, it's okay. It's okay. Because I was going to just bring up like, or you could just be like me when it comes to, when it comes to eating food, you could just be like me. And instead of taking your time and figuring out your own shitty, just go straight into the fire and eat ghost pepper just because you can. I Um, I mean, I mean, (laughs) Dude, I don't, I don't know if you understand like what would probably happen to me. I, I would. You'd be explode. The, yeah, no, I would be like the first documented, like directly documented case of you know a spontaneous human combustion. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of spontaneous <laughs> human combustion, but it's a thing that it's a like, thing. It's a thing that sometimes happens to people. It, I don't know how, but some chemical reaction in their body causes them to self ignite. Like the human South torch, Park except not nearly as cool. Um, yeah, and South Park talked about it and made fun of it, but it's an actual thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the number of people who spontaneously self-combust is not zero, which should be a red flag. <laughs> like it, it's not zero, but it's not a lot, and I'm quite grateful it's not a lot. Because could you imagine, like, you're having a conversation with your buddy over the internet, and all of a sudden you hear, "Dear God, I'm on fire!" Like, yeah, no, it would just be the worst. Yeah, like, just a little bit. Yeah, um, like they would just ruin the recording. 
<laughs> oh no you know i i would love to be the human torch but i i don't want his uh, uh, uh i don't want his narcissism or his ego i should say not ego it is ego. Def- it is definitely ego uh, there, there's a little bit of a difference um but let, let's not get into that like i i have a i have a lot of things to say about johnny storm <laughs> um, we'll get there we'll get there eventually when marvel finally introduces the fantastic four into the mcu because it's going to be soon um, it's only a matter of time i mean they, they it's, got it's it should be if the timeline corrects is correct we'll probably get an introduction of the actors that are portraying them with the third ant-man movie Oh, that would be pretty cool. Um, because they have to introduce the Fantastic Four and somehow introduce the X-Men this year. And so um, if they're going based on their schedule. So Fantastic Four is first and then X-Men is afterwards because, to be honest, like... As much as, as, much as we love... As lo- much as we love our Wolverine... Um, Technically, our Wolverine is dead. So yeah, our our Wolverine, um, like the Wolverine that you and I grew up with, the Wolverine yeah. is he he's he's dead. Like he can't he physically can't exist in another universe as of right now. As of right now, but as, um, yeah, unless they do the whole Spider-Man thing again. But you know, um, no, no, but, no, uh, no, like don't uh, like we're we're in multiversal territory. This is this is the problem that MCU is going to have and they kind of shot themselves in the foot for it, but you know, it is the way it is. Um um but yeah, I think right now they're trying to find their Logan, their Wolverine mm-hmm. if they haven't found him already. Um, I mean, I can't. I can't even think of who. Like, who do you? Like, Hugh Jackman is just such a man. How do you like? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we both know we are both horny for Hugh Jackman. So <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, how do you? How do you like? Okay, not only does he sing and dance and act and like you know rip people <laughs> to shreds with like adamantium claws. Like he's also a very good person and like by a lot of people's like measure like good people uh like how 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 do you how do you top that and it's not like they could have ryan reynolds because you know like they're they're the same tier of like just genuinely yes. decent people <laughs> like like how how like who's next how do you right. top that like who I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Who the hell is going to be their fucking Logan? And like, how do you, how do you get another professor? Right like, you had Picard as Professor X in the original series. How do you get better than Picard? You have um um the guy from Wanted. I can't remember his name. I feel really, really um, McAvoy. bad. McAvoy. McAvoy. Yeah, but he did a really good job. He did a very very good job for for like. His acting is not in question here. The writing, eh, 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 agreed. <laughs> agreed. Uh, it's the writing. It's the writing. It's not the acting. The actor's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, how how do you top? Like, you need better writing, and an equivalent to McAvoy. Yeah. Um. To to even come close to getting to you know um. Gosh, I feel really terrible, but I I just call him Picard because like that's that's where I saw him first. Um, what's his uh, name? Um, I uh Ian no, 
not Ian. That's that's Magneto. Um, oh, why am I blanking? Yeah, I know. I know it I'm, too. I'm failing nerddom as we speak. Oh, why am but I? But any anyway, Picard. Hold um, on, hold, hold on. How I'm, do you I'm talk thinking... him? Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Because I was going to say Stewart. Ian Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. There you go. Yeah. How do you how how do you top that? How do you top Patrick Stewart? Like. And do you, like, go somewhere in between their two ages? Because Patrick Stewart was already, like, on the older side, I believe. Like, when he did yeah. the originals, like, the series, he was already, like, in his, like, mid-60s. And now he's, like... Well, oh. so is, you know, Sir Ian McK- McKellen, isn't yeah. McKellen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how, do you, how do you top Magneto? Like, right. How? How? Like even Michael Fassbender was a damn good Michael damn. Fassbender was a damn good Magneto as well. Spectacular. Once again, writing is the only thing that really held them back. Like it, it was really writing that that held both of them back from being the personifications of the character they were actually playing. It, it wasn't. Yeah. Be, it wasn't for lack of acting because, quite frankly, um, um, the, the they're both spectacular for their roles. Like, yeah. great job Agreed. casting director um, who actually, like, p- picked everyone out. I don't know who that is, and I haven't paid close enough attention to the credits <laughs> to, like, properly give them the credit that they are due. But good job to you if you ever hear this podcast. But um, how? I, I just I, – I don't know enough people. I don't know enough – like, are they going to, like, actually introduce a good Gambit? Are they going to actually introduce a good Jubilee? Are they actually going to introduce, like, another rogue that is actually, like, like because the original rogue was, like, tertiary beyond, like, tertiary? Like, she almost wasn't in anything. Like, that was also, yeah, but that's also due to writing. <laughs> yeah, also due to writing. So, like, I, I mean, I, I wish I knew more about uh, X-Men. In general, I like. I wish I had mm. actually read the comic books and things, and I, I, I wish I had like deep delved into it past like the animated series and and like the the films. But like my understanding, as like through the blogosphere, is Rogue is actually the cause of a lot of things in the X. Yeah, uh, she's a catalyst. She's yeah, a big she, catalyst in the series. Yeah, for for a lot of different things, just because of her crazy ability, which sometimes kills people um sometimes yeah, no, no 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 it definitely really does <laughs> i i mean i say sometimes because there are people that she hasn't been able to kill true true but like i mean it's 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 marvel it's the x-men mm-hmm. um but i agree that there should be a lot more that's that's the reason why i'm excited for what um disney mcu does is because they will probably touch base on, you know, your base characters. You know, everyone's got to have Logan and Wolverine in there, your Professor X. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the main crew of the X-Men, I don't know if they're going to go with, like, the first class idea where they're all kids or Mm -hmm. they're already established. Preferably, I would like to see them already established, like, like Cyclops already an adult. Uh, Jean Grey already an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they'll touch the Phoenix part again because, well, they'll probably touch Phoenix, but not in the way that has already been done. Uh, um, I would hope they do not, it. just because the expression of that one was just, in my opinion, just really bad. 
Well, that's what I'm saying is like, unless they do it late, late, late down the road. That's what I'm saying is like, if they do adult MCU, like with the main cast of the X-Men, then I think it gives more grounds to introduce the younger characters for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Cause well, I'm, just- I'm just like interested in the possibilities of the stories available because there's only so many stories you can have in a high school setting. Without getting really, really weird, really, really creepy, or just really, really disgusting. like Well, that, but, I mean, you also see it a lot, and we saw it a lot from Spider-Man, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I'm tired of high school. Yeah. Give me adult themes, and at this point in time, it's not about the... Well, I'm sorry, but Disney, MCU, it's not about the kids. <laughs> no, no. The, the, time, the time for kids, the era for kids, is that there's already well-established you already have a well-established like back back catalog uh, back catalog uh, catalog of lore that all these kids could be fetching up to at at that point in time like and quite frankly it would be better it would be in the best interest of a lot of like modern media to like kind of capitalize on the fact that there's all of this lore that already exists and they should make right. it like more readily available. Now, mind you, I'm not subscribed to like DC Comics, like the uh, services or the Marvel Comics services, but like making it more accessible, especially things that are like mm-hmm. really old, like the original issues of stuff. Like collectors are going to collect. Let collectors collect. But the people who just want to read the stories that are old enough to be outside of copyright already. Uh, I, I believe it's like 90 years or something like that, which means... I'm pretty sure it's 100. I think it's 100. Well, uh, Disney just lost um, their re-up on uh, Mickey Mouse, I believe it was like a year ago or two years ago. Because Steamboat Willie is now so ever-present that Mickey Mouse is no longer just Disney's. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was Disney's fault that copyright got stretched as far as it did. It, it, yeah. it, like... Disney and the music industry. Between the two of them, um, they basically forced... Because copyright used to only be 10 years. Uh, Like, 10 years from the invention of an idea, it became public domain, and then anyone could manufacture it, and anyone could make improvements upon it without having to pay you royalties for it. Now, Disney Corp, um, Walt Disney and stuff, said that out... Like, the, the, the... the Mickey ears, Steamboat Willie, was so iconic to the Disney brand that it being devoid of Disney doesn't make any sense, and therefore they should have the rights to all productions that depict a mouse-like character in suspenders. And that's why that one again and again, so the extension went from 10 years to 25 years to 50 years to 75 years, and I think it finally stopped at 90 years. I believe it is like their 90th anniversary or whatever, Steamboat Willie, that they finally said, okay, n- no, everyone group like, there are people who are dead that have already, like, lived their full lives, like, Mickey Mouse can't outlive people. Like, he's going to. Don't get me wrong. He's going to. But um, there are so many other stories that he could be in that you guys just aren't producing anymore. Yeah. Like, Makes so sense. intellectual property is another thing that's always been a little bit weird for me. I think we talked about this in piracy 
uh, either a couple episodes <laughs> or something ago. But ba- basically, like, the second it enters your brain, it's no longer the original idea. It's yours. Yeah. Because you're never going to remember it 100%. You're going to change something because you think that it's a better idea. Find out that, no, somebody smarter than you probably thought of this already. And then you're just going to, like, contemplate why you're not the smarter person yet. And then you'll realize, that <laughs> no, that's just me. Never mind. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Uh, but ba- basically, like, we're hopefully going to get a lot more just wonderful stories to be told because we're, we're creating a brand new mythology like i think we also brought this up previously but over the last hundred or so years of comic books an entire new mythology was created multiple different mythologies and people mm-hmm. believe these things to the point of pseudo deism like yeah if you ask me whether or not i believe sort of superman is god i would probably say yeah yeah (laughs) because what other being can snap something out of existence without the use of anything other than himself Mm. so like i don't don't know if you know anything about the sort of superman like Mm -mm. no dc is all you boo boo yeah um so little backstory um basically superman is already one of the most broken characters in all comic book history of all time because because superman um yeah before i believe new 52 um superman basically ascended to the point of the equivalent of the christian god like all-powerful all-knowing ever-present and omnibenevolent except for not always omnibenevolent uh for anyone who mm-hmm. doesn't know what omnibenevolence means, it means always good. So all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere, and always good. Um, Superman was basically that uh, with the sword of Superman. And I think, I think like a couple of like his feats that just kind of prove his power is he erased things from all universes' existence at all times forever. Like, which doesn't make any sense because multiverse mm-hmm. theory, right? Right, but he right, did. Right. Like, yeah. So it, it it's yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's one of those things. I mean, like DC is known for their ridiculously broken superheroes and not understanding power scaling because there's a guy in a bat costume that can run around with people who can literally bench press suns. Um, yeah. I, uh, but yeah, but it's something we always agree upon. Like no matter what, Batman will always win <laughs> if he has preparation. Yeah, no, um, it's 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 like you, it's, it's you've fallen it's, you've fallen victim to one of the 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 like the where what's it called? What does he say? What does Vicini say? Uh, to the great blunders, you've fallen victim of one of the great blunders. You've given Batman time to prepare. Like, <laughs> right? It's true. It's true. Like. Uh, that's the reason why this also it's also for the viewers that we also really like Spider-Man because Spider-Man's the same way. As mm-hmm. long as Spider-Man has preparation, he will always win. Um, I think that has not yet to fail in the comics. Maybe Except once. when he's fighting another Spider-Man, but even if well, he's yeah, fighting yeah, yeah, another yeah, yeah. Spider-Man, he always wins because he's Spider-Man it's and Spider-Man, Spider-Man. won. 
<laughs> like, but yeah, and and but but I'm pretty sure there's maybe maybe I can't recall because I haven't gotten. It's been a while since I've been deep into the lore of Spider-Man, especially the Amazing Spider-Man series, um, the Amazing Spider-Man comic book line. But I think even with preparation, I think he's. I don't think he's lost, but if he did, it might have been once or twice, and I can't tell you who. But you're absolutely right. If it's Spider-Man versus a Spider-Man, I mean, it cancels each other out. Spider-Man always wins. So yeah, yeah, no, it's like Spider-Man versus Chuck Norris. You know, you you can't actually have the fight because they're best friends. You just like you just they they won't fight. Um, <laughs> and, and it's the argument. I realize one of the arguments that'll probably pop up is, well, what about Deadpool? I mean. Spider-Man does not really have knowledge uh, that he's in a comic book compared to what Deadpool does. Deadpool knows. Well, so simultaneously, Deadpool... like, if Deadpool were to fight Squirrel Girl, it'd be like Deadpool, Squirrel Girl, and Pinkie Pie all fighting each other. They're all supposed to win, and therefore they will all win. And typically it's probably just by punking the artist. Yep. Like Pretty much. They will all win. I mean, Screw Attack basically did that with their uh, Pinkie Pie versus Deadpool um, mashup because they, I, I don't know how, but I, apparently the My Little Pony fandom was strong enough that they got Screw Attack to do like three different My Little Pony episodes. Um, yeah, it's amazing. They're all actually hilarious. So like definitely check that out if you're even remotely interested in who they pitted whom up against. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, getting back to what we were talking about, though, any amount of preparation time given to, uh, Bruce Wayne or Spider-Man, they, they, in their respective universities, universes, the universities, yeah, no, universes, multiverses, yeah, extended multiverse, yeah, (laughs) they win, yeah. But um, the hero is always mm-hmm. supposed to win. So, like, it, do they have plot armor? Do they have this? Th- there's actually quite a few, like, times when um, certain superheroes are given spontaneous powers that disappear the next thing because the creator forgot that they had that ability. Mm-hmm. Um, Akira Toriyama. Um, Akira Toriyama is the guy who created Dragon Ball, by the way. Um he constantly forgot what power levels meant um, because yeah. they were never meant to mean anything, but he kind of like just went with it and like he kept going and he forgot and then he forgot again and then he forgot other times. And then there were mistranslations that he remembered as the mistranslation and not his original like writing because that's a thing apparently. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> like if we're talking about inconsistencies within a series of like a powerful being, Dragon Ball is the poster child of inconsistencies within a series still being beloved for everyone who has ever loved like the training the, power the, fantasy. Right. And the original Dragon Ball series is ridiculous. Yeah, um, it's a comedy. I just, it's hilarious. It, it, it's it's funny for sure. But the the thing that always baffles me is how raunchy it is. Because um, it I end up having this conversation in the group chat. I have a 
bunch of buddies that I went to college with and most of the time basically the chat is all we do is send memes to each other mm-hmm. and then sometimes we bring up we all love Dragon Ball Z literally all four of us love Dragon Ball Z so we talk about it quite a bit or like we send memes that pertain to it and we talk about how ridiculous Dragon Ball was because it is like literally the first I think it's within the first five episodes Bulma thinks to use her body uh, in order to get the Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah. Like, and she's she's a 16-year-old genius girl who's traveling around the world with guns. Um, right. Yeah. And and the fact that Goku is so out of, um, what do you call that? And Because he's in isolation because he has no real connection to the real world, mm-hmm. you know, all he knows is being a guy, and he had a grandpa, so all he knows is guys. And yeah, no, I think that was literally, that... like, episode one, he freaks out because Bulma doesn't have, you know, testes. A junk. <laughs> a penis. Like, she doesn't have balls, guys. Um, Bulma, a little bald man. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he freaked out, absolutely freaked out, and she wakes up thinking that he's talking about her Dragon Ball, like her Dragon Ball disappeared. But no, no, that's not what he was talking about. He, he didn't realize that, you know, there there were opposite individuals because that's not the way he thought. Now, there was a really, really messed up theory that was going around because of how, quote unquote, pure Goku is, like pure as an individual, pure of thought and everything. The reason why he can still ride the Nimbus is he didn't sire any of his children, Bulma or not uh chi chi his wife his wife mind you like this is this is his wife um either like just you know used him or it's the other way around at some point like but he still somehow doesn't under like okay this was like a huge miswriting step or whatnot um with the dragon ball i can't remember the newest series that that was out it's not Kai, but it's newer than that. The the one that was um, running until recently, I think. It might even still oh. be running. Super. I Dragon Ball no Super. There you go. Oh, super. Yeah. So there's a particular episode where uh, Vegeta kisses Bulma because, you know, uh, spoiler alert. I mean, this is like 10-year-old knowledge at this point. But, um, yeah, Vegeta and Bulma are married, and they, they had a Trunks. And, and uh, I, I think they have another kid. I can't remember his name. They uh, might just have her. Trunks. No, her. no, no, Trunks. And her name had been changed multiple times. Like, in Dragon Ball Z, I think her name was Bra. But I think her name is Bula? Or Blula? I don't know. Like, I am I have to look it up. I want to look it up right now. No, I, I mean, like, all, all, of, all of the characters have, like, some pun of a name based around, like, fruits right. and vegetables. Just because that's the type of person he is. Or at least all the Saiyans are, like food items like with the exception of trunks with the the, with the exception of trunks but like if you think about it trunk of a tree trunk trunks okay yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah. no like it's they're all dumb it's so dumb but i love it and like if you're looking at um this particular episode like i think the fandom actually got really really mad about it but goku basically says after he watches uh vegeta kiss bulma he's like why did you do that it's like mouths are where food goes and they're like uh, vegeta like straight up says goku you've never kissed your wife before he's like why now mind you 
in in the West, in the West here in in America, we had this wonderful thing called Superman dubbed Goku, um, because <laughs> uh, our audiences wouldn't like the fact that as Goku gets more powerful, he gets more aggressive and meaner. Um, despite the fact that uh, he was redubbed later with slightly better dialogue, and I say slightly better, I mean more accurate to the original, not necessarily better, because quite frankly, I love my Superman dubbed Goku. Like, I, I grew up with Superman dubbed Goku. But um, in the original source, uh-huh. he is so... N- he's neutral. He's like true neutral uh, in his mm-hmm. alignment. And he he becomes slightly more chaotic the more powerful he becomes because Akira Toriyama does understand the fact that absolute power does corrupt absolutely, but he doesn't always express it because he also has beings that are ridiculously overpowered um, that don't always act evil or good or not in, not in their best interest. I don't, I, I don't know. He is a conundrum of a man that sometimes doesn't understand himself and therefore I could never understand him. Um, I mean, it's true, but it's his fault that we have the Goku syndrome for a lot of shows that are around because of it, too. Oh, yeah. No, oh. Power Creep is 100% because of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Un- like, yeah. like endlessly long fight scenes that should take probably somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, maybe a minute or two. Like, taking up like 16 episodes <laughs> namek saga um <laughs> oh man that's my favorite because the namek saga literally is two volumes two separate seasons of dragon ball of z yeah because of dragon ball z yeah. yeah like there's nine i think there's technically nine seasons of dragon ball z namek mm-hmm. takes i think two and a half yeah so well the first two and a half seasons is just the Namek saga. Uh, it will like, oh, you have the fir- yeah, I mean, I guess so. If you consider the introduction well, okay. of scenes, then yeah, the, the intro, the introduction of Raditz. And then Vegeta and Nappa. Mm-hmm. Or That's quote the unquote, saga, the Saiyan saga, which leads into Namek, which leads back <laughs> uh-huh. into earth, which leads back to Namek eventually because and of new Namek. Namek. And like and it stays he, dynamic. Yeah, no, I'm just like, ah, oh, gosh, I love it. I love it so much, but it also exasperates me now that I like know what's going on and I can like break down and have critical thoughts other than he's going super Saiyan. Yeah, you know, like and and watch us. Uh, uh, what is it? A good eight hours of screaming of a fight that should maybe take an hour tops. No, not world. not even an hour. No, like, no, an hour tops in their world. Like the span of time, it takes from Goku to no, not Goku, but from Frieza to change the final form and die. It's over an hour. Uh, are you it's talking to be in world? In world, it's yeah. supposed to be an over an hour. It, it, just it's it's supposed hour. to be just over an hour, but that over just over an hour takes up like. I think it's like fifteen actual real life hours or something like that in the yeah, original se- in the original like anime, Be- because the last I think it's the last nine episodes is just him charge or like the last five episodes is just him charging up the spirit bomb and then like you know <laughs> raffle stomping like Frieza, like 
And that's not even, like, the most egregious one. Like, that's just the one everyone remembers. But does anyone else remember the fact that the Cell Saga was, like, ten times longer than it needed to be? Because they added a tournament arc in the middle of the Cell Saga? Like... Yeah, and that was that was because he was done at that point. Like, literally, Dragon Ball Z was supposed to stop at the Cell Saga, which is... Which is the reason why it ended up being the way it did. Like, yeah, you had, no, I mean, you, you had, had Majin Buu after that, or you had Bibbidi, well, and then no, you no. had Majin Buu, and then, yeah. That was all written because the creator man himself got tired. Like, he reported, like, he said he was done after the Cell Saga. Like, I'm completely finished. But because Dragon Ball Z was so popular, mm-hmm. they forced him to not retire his series. And that's why he made Gohan a complete shell of what he was supposed to be. Oh, yeah. Because- no, like, Super Saiyan 2, Gohan, like, can we talk about the fact that he's killed more character or more more things, more things in, like, a single episode than any other Z fighter in, like, the history of Z fighters? Like, yeah, Super Saiyan 2, Gohan is freaking terrifying. Um, yeah, he was supposed to be Endgame, like, straight up, I'm letting you know, he was supposed to be the final, like, that was it, was like, okay, you got Goku, and that's why when you watch it, in, and if you think about it that way, you could see that at the end of the Cell Saga, it makes sense where why it should be finished there, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like no, it had it, a resolution. It feels like an actual, yeah, it feels like it a had resolution. had a resolution. Yeah, but, and like, then, it, it, it doesn't make sense, though, because power scaling, right, you're talking about an intergalactic being, or, or yeah, yeah, multiple galaxies. Intergalactic being that is, like, basically the grand pooba of all things, right? Frieza. He is the biggest, baddest, meanest bad guy to ever exist. And then Dr. Jiro, or whatever his name is, Dr. Jerome, I can't remember. Red Jiro. 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 Yeah, Dr. Jiro on Earth somehow creates these cyborgs that are more powerful than Frieza by a lot. I mean... I mean, he himself had become a cyborg. I yeah, but still, like you're t- you're talking about planet busters that are trying to deal with things that exist on Earth, like, well, so they're like they're they're android quote unquote androids because they're, androids they're androids, but they're mm-hmm. actually more human than he let on. Well, I mean, eighteen's specific purpose was to be able to procreate, but like. Uh, on top of the fact that yeah like but who, th- here's who, the thing the reason anyway you have to consider like even if there was i was gonna say even if you were to give power creep a reasoning um with dr Zero and the androids you have to i guess you, the way you would argue it is that somehow some form some way that there was i'm, I'm giving i'm giving the plot armor right now mm-hmm. is that okay. these androids were to have extreme durability because here's the thing the reason that made Frieza so powerful was because he utilized his power, correct? Mm-hmm. And he utilized it and became a dictator. And no one else wanted to challenge that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even then, you know, he was feared as the most powerful. But I think even with his family, like, there was Cooler. Cooler was more powerful. His older brother was more powerful well, than it, Cooler's his father. No. No. Yeah. King Cold is his father. Cold oh, is his oh, brother. Cooler. Yeah, yeah, forgive me. Sorry. I'm like, yeah, Cold is his father. Yeah, King Cold. Yeah, Cold, Frieza, <sighs> Cooler. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's okay. Um, but Cooler ended up being more powerful. 
And I think the thing about Cooler was that he wasn't in the limelight. He didn't have an ego, right? He didn't need if to. I he was pseudo Machiavellian. Like he didn't need to work to like keep his portion of the galaxy his. Like he just they just did. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Is like you know is like that's the argument, right? Is that oh, Freeze is this most powerful person? But yes, considering that. Even someone on Earth made a couple beans that were stronger than that. Um, they're they're I mean, still nowhere near the most powerful. And then if you jump, you jump literally to the uh, different series that is running at the exact same time. Sailor Moon is more powerful than any DBC fighter, guaranteed. Like there, there's a like lot of- no question about it. Like anyone who's seen any of Sailor Moon's feats, like at the end of her series, you you, you understand. A lot of My people pain. like to argue that she's stronger than Goku. Oh, very very easily. Yeah. She she puts Lord Beerus to shame. Like if you've seen any of the new <laughs> any of the new series, she, I she, haven't touched new new Sailor Moon. Yeah. No, or not in the new series, but like new um new Dragon Ball stuff. Like all of the most powerful fighters in the universe, Dragon Ball Super, I, I, I couldn't get behind it just because, like, at this point, I, I was so burnt out on, like, all of the new stuff. It, it Like, the movies are great. The movies are really fun. I just think they did, they still do Gohan dirty, like, which hurts, well, hurts my soul. But, like, j- like, I don't, I don't know if, like, you've ever seen this, but Sailor Moon is, like, multiversal powerful being. Like she's dark side. Got it, you. She like she's dark side level of got being. You, got you. It, like if if she were in DC, she would be basically omniversal. Okay. They, like at to the point where you could say Sailor Moon is. Mm-hmm. The same way Dark Side says Dark Side is. Okay. I yeah. mean, I haven't touched Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. So I can't really put any input on it. But by all means. Express, express and explain. Uh, like, okay, so I I need to do another deep dive into Sailor Moon. It's been forever since I did that. But basically, at the end of her series, she prevents the collapse of a galaxy and then creates another one just so that the collapsing galaxy has somewhere to exist separately from its original self because I think, like, two primordial forces above and beyond, like, that which we can comprehend were, like, fighting. I don't, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I don't know a lot of it. All the Sailor Moon diehard fans that might listen to me will understand what I'm talking about and will correct me because obviously I'm wrong. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, we're, 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 we're talking about, like, orders and levels of magnitude that Dragon Ball Z just physically has not shown. And, like, mind you, Lord Beer sneezed and destroyed a planet. Like... Yeah. Like, I think he actually, like, flicked a booger at a planet and it blew up or something like that. I I, I can't remember. Like, Dragon Ball Z is a something comedy. Something like that. Dragon Ball Z uh, will always be a comedy. Yeah, it has its... It has its quirks. It's very quirky. It's a yeah. very quirky show. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, I like all the people who who are still, like, trying to equate Saitama from One Punch Man to Goku and stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, a pseudo-serious punch from Saitama would, like, destroy anything. And it's like, you can't argue against anti-meta. Like, you're not... It's not... It's a comedy. It's not supposed to be taken seriously. Yeah. And that's what the whole... That's my favorite part about One Punch Man is that the way I describe it to people is... 
Think of Goku from Dragon Ball Z, but think the complete opposite. Yeah, but and that's he, he, he is the exact opposite. Like, it's still comedy, but it's comedy for a different reason. Like, yeah. the existential dread of being the most powerful being in existence that Saitama goes through. Because, yeah. like, he just wants to live a normal, simple life and, like, sometimes get into a serious fight. Like, that's all he wants. Meanwhile, Goku wants to constantly fight stronger and stronger people so that he can adapt and overcome and become better. Like, it's like two, it, they're, they're coming at the same problem, but from different ends of the spectrum. Saitama is yeah. already the greatest. Goku started out as, well, obviously bulletproof, but like working his way up. Yeah. You know, it's always, you know, it's always funny to me that a lot of people always dismiss when it comes to Goku is that Goku was sent to Earth mm-hmm. from planet Vegeta Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not only to escape the explosion, but like to no. literally conquer, to literally conquer the planet, like be the strongest being in the planet and destroy it. And no, 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 no. So they could sell the planet. Uh, well, so, so the, uh, the Saiyan, the Saiyan race was a bunch of like mercenaries basically. And they would go mm-hmm. drop their kids off at different planets, have them wait until their next moon cycle and turn into a great ape and literally level all civilization on the planet. And th- that's what they would do. They would just jettison their kids out into space until they were conquered. Then they'd come and pick their kid up after the next moon cycle. Now the problem is in their portion of space, right. lunar cycles are a lot further apart than ours. Like, if you actually, like, look at a lot of planets, their moon doesn't move nearly as fast as ours. We fall into this really, really funny right. place in the universe where it's called, like, the Goldilocks zone. Our moon moves just fast enough. Our Earth spins just fast enough. It's going around our sun just fast enough and just far enough away from the sun for everything to be in perfect harmony and balance. And it's insane once you start thinking about that like in like the grand scheme of things but because of all of those wonderful things goku only like only got to turn into like a, a moon cre- the, the uh oh oz ozaki i can't remember what the d- great ape he, he only got to turn into a great ape basically once before he fell and bumped his head and but, uh grandpa gohan cut off his tail mm-hmm no, he didn't. He didn't. No, Wait, he did he? not. He, he did, did not. not. He did not cut he off his not. tail. But what he did was, after essentially irrevocable brain damage caused by a fall, somehow, um, to to baby Goku, uh, he he self lobotomized. I don't know how else to like call it because all of his like internal aggression kind of disappeared and turned into like delightful joyful glee and that's why he is the type of person he is like when when he first meets bulma i believe he's like 13 or 14 I, like we and talked be- about this i'm yeah. pretty sure it had to be less than that like because he immediately starts like training with master roshi like they're traveling for less than like i think it's like less than a week before he finds master roshi and all that stuff like and he then he starts 11. training he is 11 when we first meet Goku, he is 11. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. No, he's really young. Like, stupid young. And, like, I guess they aged him up in the dub because otherwise it didn't make any sense. 
because he um, goes like when you jump to Z, he's already a full grown man with well, a, like a three or four year old kid. You forget, you forget the, you forget at the end of Dragon Ball, they end up having a tournament where he gets older. Yeah, and, like overnight, basically. Um, well, basically, they it's basically like almost any other series mm-hmm. where they have a a time arc that mm-hmm. time ages, ages like One Piece is three years. Shippuden for Naruto was what five, I think, five or seven years. It couldn't have been. They they were teenagers, and then they were just older teenagers. Like in Shippuden, like the. I'm trying to remember, like, tr- just to put into perspective, I feel like it's it's like maybe three or four years, two two or three years. It Finally, was, uh, two and a half. Two, two and, and a half. half years. There you go. I'm like final answer. Two and a half. Because <laughs> I was like, because I was like, usually it's between three to five years for most things. Yeah. Because I know One Piece for sure was three years after. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Impel I'm down. Talk about One Piece. Yeah. It, uh, oh with my white gosh. beard and that stuff that went down. Uh, <laughs> dude i like yeah. we'll eventually talk about this but i can't tell you how hard i was wrecked by the death of ace oh see i didn't want to say it <laughs> because one piece is over a thousand eleven hundred episodes now that <sighs> i'm pretty sure there are people who have not made it to episode 300 by the way the time skip is supposed to happen between episodes like 350 and then 400 and then after that, they're just like, you know what? Let's full send it. <laughs> so yes. here another. It, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's going to be another like four or five hundred episodes after. Well, I mean, uh, like, after the time. How big is this planet they're on? That's my under. Like that is like my. It's the ocean. It's yeah, the ocean. <laughs> it's the ocean. I understand that. It's the ocean. Like it's huge, but like it can't be that. Like. Okay, so, like, to put in perspective the amount of time that they've traveled at, like, regular sailing speeds, plus the fact that the Going Sunny has freaking rockets that are powered thousand by... Thousand Sunny. Thousand Sunny, forgive me. Uh, going Mary, Thousand Sunny, forgive me. Just, yep, 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 yep. Names, yeah. They constantly travel faster than the wind, all the time. <laughs> it's Now, true. mind you, you to think. <laughs> it, it took less than 80 days to circumnavigate the globe. Like, I think, like, the world sailing record is, like, 60-something days to circumnavigate the globe. And that includes traveling around the Horn of Africa and, like, like southern, like, south, like, the, the southern part, most part of, like, South America. And, like, like, like people have done it in, like fractions of the time that like the amount of time that has passed but like mind you they are getting stronger they are training harder and like they're constantly like trying to level up and like Zoro starts out as a pseudo like extraordinarily skilled swordsman and like towards now he's able to like freaking bat his one good eye and like slice people in half like um, and you also have to thank Dragon Ball Z because mm-hmm. uh, the creator of One Piece is the brother of <laughs> the little brother of the creator of Dragon Ball Z. Wait, what? I I have what? <laughs> you did not know that? No, that's, no, it's I'm fact. Like the They're worst. siblings. I, I am the worst. They're siblings. That's why. That's why during Shonen, like Shonen, um, Jump comics, there yeah. was always like you'd see wanted posters of Goku or vice versa. Um, you'd see, and that's why they did a lot of mashups with Dragon Ball Z and One Piece, was because they're brothers. That's 
makes so much that's sense neat. now. And that's why they have relatively almost the exact same style. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. only difference is that One Piece, they did proportions of people very, very, very askewed. Yeah, yeah. No, like, Nico Robin's waist, my, my guy. Like, or um, any, any... I'm just talking about, like, white beard, like... Like, oh, even yeah, but... Luffy's not normal height. <laughs> oh, no, he's so. not. Like, proportionally, I think Luffy's, like, like... Like, he basically looks like Gumby if you were to, like, put his measurements correctly, like, as a human. It, it's... Zoro's not appropriate height for the type of character he is. I, or, like, I mean, Frankie exists. What? Oh, I love and, Frankie. Frankie is my guy, man. Frankie I, is my guy. I like Frankie, but Brooks... I don't know why, but I really like Brooks. Brooke, Brooke, like... That 45-degree thing gets me every time, and I have no idea why. It doesn't make any sense. It's not supposed to, but it does. Like, I think he eventually gets down to, like, 38 degrees, and yeah. it's, like, every time. <sighs> I'm not supposed to find that funny. It's not good humor, but it's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's... Ultimately, this became a love letter to fandoms. Yeah. It's okay. I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. um, but to circle all the way back... No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> I don't know if I should do that. I mean, um, like... Let, all of these characters have gotten sick at some point or another throughout their series. <laughs> and they all fought through it, or they got the medicine they needed to get through it. Or, or, or... Ba basically, they all survived. And the way that you get stronger in life is by surviving. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. You might become um, more emotionally strong. You might be more physically strong at the end of things. Typically, that's not the case, but sometimes it is. Or you're, you're striving to become more physically strong mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of the moment of weakness. And it's what we take from our moments of weakness that really matter. 